Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Hour 2 of Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe breaking down the fantasy football playoff week ahead. Also going through some either-or potential players that you may want to start in fantasy this week. And some Major League Baseball free agency, FST, on this Wednesday, starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today, our second hour of the show. For those of you who are listening live, that's very cool. If you're listening on the FNTSY app or also over on iHeartRadio or TuneIn. But don't forget, you can also listen to the show if you don't have time via podcast, which you can hear on our website, fantasysportsnetwork.com, Stitcher, audioboom.com, and basically wherever podcasts are heard. Please like and subscribe to the show. And if you wouldn't mind, especially if you're listening on iTunes or Google Play, give us a review. Tell us what you think of the program. So this way we get ranked a little bit higher in terms of fantasy content. And as we close out the 2019 year, um, Joe, in terms of fantasy, we'll get back to this in just a minute. But I know that you're a huge Star Wars fan. And of course, the new Star Wars movie is getting ready to come out here in three weeks. And I just wanted to throw this out there to see if you would be willing to participate. You threw some Star Wars trivia at me a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they just announced recently a new TV show is going to be starting. Uh, I guess this is probably going to be on Disney Plus. I'm not sure. Probably. But it is going to be a trivia show for Star Wars people, and the host of it is the actor who played Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> name that actor. I don't know. You're probably looking at I think it's something best. Some, this, this, his last name is definitely best. That I do know. Is it Ahmed Best? Am that I, sounds I, right, actually. That sounds right. Jar Jar Binks was played by, let's see, da, 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 da. what's the name of the actor? It's Come Ahmed, on. for sure. It's definitely something. It's definitely got to be Ahmed Best. I want to say that's it. I know it sounds crazy. Ahmed Best. There we go. So I deserve to be on the show. There you go. Will you, will you try out to be uh the big participate on it? Well, here, you know, I could I could do it. I think I could do it. Uh, I, I, is it like a team thing or is it like an individual? Thing? I think it's individual. It's like a Jeopardy yeah. for uh for Star Wars. Now here's the problem. I I did not see. I still haven't seen Solo, so I'm a little behind there. Well, that's not a big deal. And I haven't watched these other movies. These like you know I've watched the the originals a gazillion times, and I, okay. I've watched the the prequels more than I'd like to admit that I've watched them. I kind I'm of sure. hate, do you hate watch them? I hate watch them. Like I'm watching them like, man, this is no, stupid. I don't, I don't do that. I can't no. believe he said that. I hate watch them. I, I no. I'm a horrible person. I don't know no, what's wrong with I, me. I just, I've, I've watched them. I've seen them. What happened was uh, when the prequels came out on DVD, it was like my single guy time in the apartment that got the huge sound system uh, flowing. And I remember rewatching those, like having the DVDs and, and trying to make them like feel like you're in the theater. So I did see those a number of times. <laughs> Lots of lonely nights. <laughs> like, <laughs> real loud. Everyone in the My kids hate when the THX thing ever comes on in the video before the like before the movie comes right. on. They hate that. They're like, what is that? Which what's fix? <laughs> like, that's what they right. say. <laughs> what now I don't mean? care. I just watch it even on an iPad. Doesn't make a difference to me. But back then that was like Mr. Cool Guy had to have that system. No, so you're, I, you're definitely right. So I've, I've watched those and then I've watched, uh, you know, the new ones again, The Force Awakens. 
Awakens and all those. I've watched them in the movies and probably once or twice on either. Whatever. I actually enjoyed yeah. Last Jedi more than The Force Awakens. I keep saying that. I feel like Force Awakens was just too much of a rehash of everything. But yet, I've only seen Last Jedi once in the theater. That's it. I own it, but I haven't rewatched it. I'll probably rewatch it before I go out there and watch the new ones. And for the record, I didn't give you a quiz yet. But maybe before Star Wars comes out, I'll give you a quiz. We did the test. What Jedi are you? Oh, that's and true. That that's, wasn't exactly and that's we wanted that, to find yeah. out what kind of Jedi you were. And you were you were Anakin, right? Is that who you were? I think so. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, because you were like good on the inside, but kind of roughly on the outside. Like you're you're like, I'm Craig Mish. Go away from me. Don't talk to me before 8 a.m. I haven't had my coffee yet. But deep down, you're a really sweet guy. People we could start. We could start the show at 6 a.m. if you want. It's fine. <laughs> we could do it. We could do it. I may have could, to do it in San Diego next week. Yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah, that's exciting, though. A story for another day. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Baseball Hot Stove uh, is underway. And if you missed our discussion on Zach Wheeler, we're going to talk about him a little bit more. It looks like we're getting closer and closer to him signing with someone maybe in the next 24, 48 hours. And I love when these these rumors of players come up that have no chance of being traded. Like last year, I remember flying to Las Vegas for the winter meetings, being on the plane and trying to text and communicate. Is Noah Syndergaard really being traded to the Yankees? And it turned out to be a bunch of BS. In fact, as part of that trade, if you remember, Joe, when you go back and look, part of it had somehow the Marlins involved. I don't know how, but they were somehow involved in it. And they didn't even know about the deal until they saw it on TV. So, <laughs> Who are the yeah. Mets getting back in that deal, by the way? I mean, uh, I don't even Andujar, maybe I don't even know. Ugh, I don't know. But either way, Syndergaard was never dealt. It never happened. It was never close. So this year, I feel like that's the case with Josh Hader. You know, like, I, I don't think that there's any chance that the Brewers. I mean, after everything that the Brewers have just done, where they've lost Moustakis and they've lost Pomerantz and they're basically like, like desperate to just rebuild this team somehow after losing a ton of their players that they're going to also move Hader. I guess this would signal them going down like like tanking. I, I don't think that there's any chance he gets moved in my opinion. Well, I mean, look, there's certainly some teams that would like to see him. Every team would want <laughs> You know, like, right off the top of your head, you know who had the most blown saves last year? Uh, Edwin Diaz? Close. He was number two. Which closer anyway? The the two guys in the very leaderboard? No. That was a good guess, though. But the, the two guys at the very top of the leaderboard happened to be, you know, those middle, you know, the eighth inning guys. The guy on Texas? No, it's a bigger name, actually, than Diaz, if you can believe it. Hmm, I don't know the answer. Kenley Jansen. Eight blown saves last year. Oh, yeah. Early in the year, he was really strong. Yeah, early in there, very bad. Uh, Diaz was second with seven. And you know who was third? Hater. <laughs> yeah, he comes into a lot of games with runners on and seventh, right. eighth inning. Yeah. Now, look, I, I mean, I know I saw some early things there that, you know, attaching the Mets to this hater thing. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like, that's going to happen. But um, there's certainly some teams out there that could use him. Now, the Dodgers weren't one of them, that's for sure. But, I mean, the Braves, I'm sure, would be involved in this. The Padres, I'm sure, would be a team. You know, that's an interesting spot for him to land, don't you Why? think? I mean, don't they have, uh, oh, no, hands on Cleveland. Yeah, could be. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that would that would be. I actually like. Um, I actually like uh, uh, Kirby Yates. I think Kirby Yates is pretty good. I don't dislike Kirby Yates, but you put him and and Hater together, you're making up the deficit for what you have. You have a very, you know, you you want guys like Paddock to come up and take the next True. step forward, but you're mm-hmm. trying to bridge that gap a little bit. And a guy like Hater goes a long way as you're trying to develop some of these younger starting pitchers. But um, there's definitely, I mean, because you want he's going to go to a contending team. That's going to overpay for a guy like that with prospects. But I mean, I wonder where Chicago at right now. Where are the Cubs at with their relief situation? Because Kimbrel was the one year, right? Uh yeah, they really don't have any great options there. He'd be. I mean, you don't want to trade him in the division, though. That's probably the issue. No, yeah, that's that's a that's a big part of it. But I mean, they're um, paying Yelich right now. They're paying Yelich through twenty twenty two. He's got twenty. He's got twelve and a half this year, fourteen million next year, and then fifteen million. So I'm trying to think of who else the Brewers are paying. Why why do they have to unload Hater? I don't get it. They don't. It's just nonsense, man. It's not happening. Are we at the end of the Ryan Braun contract and it's just getting to that point where they just can't afford anything else? I mean, Yelich is getting nothing. 
It doesn't make sense. That's, I agree. Compared to what he could get on the open market right now, he could be getting yeah. double that. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> seriously, let's move on. Uh, Red Sox. Uh, David, look, they would love to move David Price, the Red Sox. That's not happening either. I mean, I'm sure that they, if they could, they would. Nate Yavaldi, Joe. Like, like I think there's I mean, a better this chance. This is of like the Marlins him. would love to move Wei in Chen. You know, it's like, yeah, I know. I guess. <laughs> well, you don't think somebody might take a shot on Price if they miss out on this pitching market? The money is in- incredible, man. The money is just ridiculous. How many years does he have left? Then? I mean, I don't know. I didn't do the research for this, so I got to check. Well, I'll do the research for it. That's I have everything up there. It's the one guy I didn't have right now. But David Price, uh, according to Spot Track here, he has this year. He's at thirty-two million. That's all. Okay, so can you can you can you move on now? <laughs> can okay, you stop he's there. At, he's at thirty-two. Wait, wait, no, I'm not going to because it gets worse. He's got thirty-two. I told you, there's no way. Thirty-two this year. Thirty-two next year. Thirty-two in 2022. Yeah, exactly. What okay. were they thinking? <laughs> David Price will be a Red Sox and move on. What were they thinking? They were thinking that uh, look, Dave Dombrowski was trying to win a World Series. He was trying to uh, build a championship team. He did. Got JD Martinez. Got David Price. Got Yavaldi. Got a lot of stuff, and then got fired. You know, you would and, have to eat and, a third of this salary for somebody to take him. Not have it's 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 the equivalent of saying, oh, some team would love to have Joey Votto. Of course they would. Some team would love to have Buster Posey. Of course they would. Like these are players that are not getting traded. David Jonathan VR was pitcher. cut. Jonathan VR was cut, Joe. $10 million yeah. war win for a war player. David Price would pass through waivers. Nobody would claim him for free. Free. So no are you pay. saying that he's not worth $32 million with a 4-2 ERA? I'm saying that's correct. <laughs> I'm saying that's correct. We are I think worth a National League team would be good. Well, that's clear. Yeah. Uh, he would be good on any team, but he would not be worth $32 million. And good for him. He got paid. And, and he came off an unbelievable season and got his dough. But that's it. And, and I guarantee you, here's what you're going to hear. Oh, the Dodgers are interested in David Price. You know why they're interested? They're interested in the Red Sox eating the money and the Dodgers taking. That's it. Do- this yeah. is what the Dodgers do. They're going to be in on every player this offseason. Joe, watch. You'll hear the Dodgers rumor. But then when you call the Dodgers, here's what they say. All right, yeah, we'll do it, but you got to take this money or you got to move this money. That's what they do. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll dive back into fantasy football, either or for the fantasy football playoffs. Don't go away. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe with you. It's fantasy football playoff time. So how many leagues did you did you make it in, Joe? How many did you get? And you uh, win I've got 12. I am in the playoffs in uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. So half of them in the playoffs. So that's how many good. buys? Uh, two. OK, so you have four uh, games this week to play. I do. I do. I've got two buys and I got to buy in the most important one. Uh, and I know your other co-host there. So maybe it's you. I think Eisenberg has it in the snake draft. I have the buy in the along with Adam Ronis in the flex league in the super flex flex league. So look at that. Everybody who hangs out with Craig Mish gets buys. There it is. 
Yeah. To get by. You get the rub. <laughs> so do you do, do you have any tough decisions to make before we get into the decisions uh, for most people? Not for me. You know, I have to go pull them up. Maybe for tomorrow I'll pull up a couple of them. I haven't really dug into my stuff too much. I'm too busy trying to help everyone else's fantasy team, Craig. Uh but no, it's uh I would say I'm one of those teams that like my guys are my guys, and that's pretty much it. Outside of maybe some flex spots, maybe a little look here and there. Once we get past buys, as long as my guys are healthy, that's it. And as long as I got those two quarterbacks healthy and I got a lot of Mahomes, a lot of Watson teams. I had a lot of Mahomes and luck and a lot of Watson and luck, so I had to figure it out. But luckily, Joey P picked up a lot of Ryan Tannehill this year, and that has been a nice little godsend. Who'd have thought it? Ryan Tannehill. You know, speaking of which, I, I thought I recalled Andrew Luck saying before the season started that he I don't, did he say he was going to be around and keeping in touch i haven't heard a word from this guy since the season started maybe he just chose to disappear because he didn't want to be a distraction of some kind right we haven't even heard him i haven't heard a peep at from a Andrew game Luck. or texting nope. yeah nothing right no nope. yeah. i mean last Probably. time we saw him he was getting booed off the field running into retire <clears throat> that's that's the last we heard of him that was it and yeah. it and i'm sad for us as football fans because i felt like we were like last year he was so good he had such a great bounce back season and I get it. His body's just betraying him. I understand. But I just thought it was a weird thing to do at the time. I thought you go out there and you try to go through one more year as best you can. At the end of the year, you tell your team. And that way they can go and approach the entire clean offseason like they don't. They, they know they don't have you. Because I think the offseason for the Colts was very different knowing they didn't have Andrew Luck than thinking they did. And I think that kind of set everybody back in the organization. And I don't think it was fair. One yeah, more year. That's what we should have done. Yeah, and and uh, I don't think we'll be hearing from him next year either. But I guess was that the uh, most shocking retirement you've ever seen? Because that to me, no, was, that, well, Barry Sanders at the time was. I think no. I think this was more. No, I don't think so. Barry Sanders, I felt like all of us going to go. Wow, that's surprising. But yeah, I get it. Whereas nobody really? said, yeah, I get ah, it. Uh, yeah, I'll have to. I feel like Andrew Luck. Everyone's like, my God, right no, now I, like, I would have to respectfully, vehemently disagree there. Yeah. Well, only because how irrelevant were the Lions? Where you could automatically think that we're talking if the Lions were on the precipice of the AFC champion or the NFC Championship game, and then Barry Sanders retired the next year, you would you would go, oh wow, like the Colts were right there. They were a win away. Barry from the Sanders, Bowl, Joe, was the best running back in the NFL. I understand. Time. He's my favorite running back of all time. I get it. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll I just, watched him. I watched him, you know, toil <laughs> with those awful teams for for many, many years. And then when he retired, it was like, wow, I can't believe it. But I get it. Whereas with luck, I go, I can't believe it. And I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I, right I, I would. Season, I would. In terms of retirements, look, Calvin Johnson retired, which was surprising, but not shocking. So I would in, in the last 20 years, let's say. So I would put him at four. At three, I would put Ricky Williams, which was also very surprising at the time. He was coming off a ridiculous year with the Dolphins. And two, right. I would put, at two, I would put Luck, and one, I would put Barry Sanders. By the way, Barry Sanders goes back further than 20 years at this point. But I got to know Barry Sanders a little bit. There's a golf tournament every year in South Florida that's run by Ted Hendricks. And Barry would come every year. Got to talk to him probably, I would say, three or four years in a row for you know, 10, 15 minutes at a time. It only came up once. And it definitely uh, it definitely resonates still to him with this day that he understands how it shocked people that he retired. In fact, I've got on. one more shocking one. OK, good. It's not football. Do you want to guess? Uh, a sport? Actually, oh. two, two more shocking ones. Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan the first time. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Because I don't think anything's more shocking than Mike. I mean, granted, his father had just been you know shot. What? Those two go above all the other ones we mentioned, probably. Yeah. Because Magic Johnson, because of the circumstance, that's I felt like that sent a wave through the the entire United States of America where everyone went, whoa. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. 
you know, it changed the, the, the people's perception of HIV and AIDS. It changed people's perception of a lot of things. And the fact that, you know, another guy in his prime and then Michael Jordan retiring, not that long after, after winning three straight championships and, and stepping away to go play baseball in the last like, was like, you're like what? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, what was more surprising that he retired or that he wanted to play baseball? You know, when you know a lot about Michael Jordan, you know, he loved baseball and his father loved baseball. And I feel like he basically went away and did that to go be with his father in some weird way. You know what I mean? Like a, almost like a cathartic kind of spiritual journey thing. So it didn't surprise me because of the kind of guy he is, but it was shocking in a sense. Like, like, wow, wow. Baseball. Really? You're going to go play minor league baseball. But you know, I guess he just felt like he needed to be I've, away. Listen, and, you know? I, I listen, I, I know the feeling. I mean, no easier place to get away than minor league. Podunk I mean, my, towns, right? my, my, my father Jordan. is still alive and well, but you know, that's, you know, when I want to be close to my father, we get pizza. There you go. There's certain things you do, you know, pizza. That was a joke, by the way. Okay. Why, All right. So that, well, no, you get pizza. It's fine. You get pizza. No, but it's like it, the comparison of Michael Jordan going to play baseball for a living. And I'm just going to eat pizza. I thought pizza was something like you guys did together. Like, Hey, like dad, you want to go dark, to pizza? It was, it was a dark uh, comedic uh, run there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Why? So back. Yeah. Not good. Not, not, not well executed by me. Okay. So either or for the fantasy playoffs, let's run through it. Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Make, make the call. Who do you want? I got to go with Lamar because of what he's done on the ground. I really do. The Chiefs have become very one-dimensional. And even last week, Mahomes, you know, they, they played well. They put up all those points, and he only threw for 175. And then this week, first round of the playoffs, he's got the, the Patriots defense, who's going to be at home in that building. Ugh. You know, I love Mahomes. And I know Mahomes went up there last year and put up a, a good number on them, but I think it's much tougher to put 31 on that defense now in, in that building than it was last year. So, by, the way, by the way, if uh, sorry, if if no, the Patriots good. lose to the Chiefs, you're panicking, right? Like hundred percent panicking. Yeah, this is it. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. this is the one. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to lose because no, I've seen I know the Patriot football. We don't know the answer. Would you no, say Lamar and, Jackson too? You would stick yes, with just the run. Yes, yeah, I think I, you I have to stick yes, with the guy who's got the ball in his hand more than anybody else. <laughs> like he's just uh, he is he's, he's he is the number one running back on the team, and he's the number one. And aside from what you think, you'd feel very foolish going a different way. That's that's and and if it didn't work out, you you go down with the guy that got you there, and then feel bad about it later. Is always my opinion on that. Uh, Lockett or DJ Moore? This would have been a no-brainer three or four weeks ago. You would have said, "Are you nuts? You got to play Lockett." Now it's questionable. What, what about it? Oh, it's, a, it's a no-brainer for me on the other end. It's DJ Moore. I just gave you the stats on DJ Moore, didn't I? Ten plus targets in his last five games or something like that. He's got uh, five or more red zone targets in his last three. He's caught three touchdowns in his last two games. I mean, the guy's just—he's on fire right now. What happens when they change quarter? Uh, when they change coach? I don't know. But I don't think that's going to change, and it's not going to change in the first week. It's a good matchup for him. So, I, I mean, the Falcons don't tackle anybody still in the secondary. I don't care. Even though they had that little blurb of a couple good games, give me DJ Moore all day long. What happened? I thought the coach was stop calling the plays. That was going to change everything. He did. I don't know what happened, but uh, I guess <laughs> the old – It was well, nonsense. You and, I, you and I both agreed after that first game, we all went – After the second game, I had pause. No, I they never had really well in that second game. Ah, stop it. I did. Saints, I the, Saints couldn't, the Saints couldn't score in the red zone one game. That was the whole thing. That was it. They had they had trouble for one game in the red zone. Anyway, uh, okay. So two the running backs, uh, rookie running backs in fantasy this year. It's been a complete bust. Two guys that everyone thought would be stars have not. But here they are, and they've done well over the last few weeks. It only took twelve weeks. Sanders or Montgomery? Sanders, uh, Sanders on Philly. Montgomery on the Bears. Pick one for the fantasy player. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sanders. Uh, I feel like he's starting to grow in the offense, whereas Montgomery continues to just kind of spin his wheels. But Sanders to me has been a guy that over the last couple of weeks, especially in the PPR, is catching the football a little bit. 
Jordan Howard has not been healthy. That's helped. Jay Ajayi has really not been much of a factor. Mm-hmm. It feels as though the warmers finally turned for Miles Sanders and Montgomery. I'm just not excited about the Bears offense. So give me uh, Miles Sanders. Yeah, I mean, M- Montgomery's, if you didn't watch the game on Thanksgiving, Montgomery's numbers look great for fantasy because he scored a touchdown with like two minutes ago. And that, that put him at the over the top mark in fantasy for that week. Uh, real quick, one more quarterback one before we wrap up this segment. Uh, Cousins or Rodgers for the fantasy playoffs? Oh, man, that is a tough one. I'm going to go with Cousins. He's been just been putting up bigger numbers than, than most other quarterbacks. We did. He's he's practically been Russell Wilson. <laughs> like, what more is there to say than that? If that doesn't tell you, statistically speaking, over the last two months, he's Russell Wilson. And as, even in that four touchdown game, still, still, he didn't get over 250 yards, Rodgers. So those big prolific games aren't there for Rodgers. Give me Cousins. How about you, Craig? I would take Rodgers, but it's close. Uh, Rodgers is probably going to have, like, in the fantasy playoffs, two monster games and one dud that's going to knock you out. I think that that probably is going to end up happening. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, free agency and baseball underway. Uh, Some other names that Power & Beat talked about a lot, we will dive into, and we'll see if we can find any potential matches for that. All Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening up a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you will receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open up a sports wagering account. At FanDuel.com slash grid, point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open up your new account, claim your free wager of up to $500 today. You must be in New Jersey to take advantage of this offer. Eligibility restrictions apply. Go to the website for all the details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, baseball free agency is certainly underway. We've heard a lot of Zach Wheeler rumors over the last 24, 48 hours, Philadelphia being involved, maybe the White Sox, maybe the Angels as well, but still some, I don't know if you'd call, even call a middle-tier free agent show because we they may end up getting 70, 80 million. I don't know. Is that even the middle? I don't, I don't know that it is. I, I, I mean, if it's a middle, I want to be in that middle, Craig. Exactly. I'll split the middle with you. How's that? You and me, we'll split the middle. I mean, I, I, I guess if you're looking at the top guys, you're looking at 150, 200 million to Cole, Strasburg, and Rendon. And then everyone else falls under that. And I, and I suppose that that is fair. So aside from Wheeler, Joe, I suppose that the most interesting names and the players that are going to get paid the most uh, could be Madison Bumgarner, Marcelo Zuna, and Nick Castellanos. I think those are the three guys that are going to get at least 50 plus million. There's some talk that Bumgarner could get 100 million. That's nuts. Like, I don't know. I, I, would, I would have thought that Bumgarner would get a two-year deal. But but it looks like there it could end up being more than that. Uh, Ozuna has that um, qualifying offer attached to him, right? So that gets a little tricky for some teams. And then Castellanos, 
is seeking somewhere, I think, between 50, 60 million over three or four years. So um, you want to kind of dive into these a little bit here? Yeah, I think Bumgarner is the one that I I mean, I'm just not ready to give up on him. He was very good at home last year. I think overall he had a pretty good season. I just think he was a lot of frustration, too, where, you know, you're pitching and your team just doesn't score any runs. I kind of wonder if the Padres might be a surprise team there. Keep them on the West Coast, maybe keep them in California. But at the same time, a team that could certainly use a proven starter at the front of this rotation to make them relevant. They've spent on Machado. They have some young talent there with Tatis, with Panic. They have a nice little team starting to grow there. I don't know if that's where Bumgarner wants to be, but certainly I don't know about you, but I'm fine with living out my career somewhere in San Diego. It's a lovely place. I know you'll be there shortly. Um, Looking around to, I keep saying the Braves because to me it just makes the most sense. Go to Atlanta, get in there, bump Soroka from the one to the two spot, take pressure off him, see him continue to grow Hope that you get Fulton Evich and some of those other guys right for a longer period of time. Maybe you get Kyle Wright to come along too. I know you like, uh, was it Ian Anderson? Is that the other guy that you're yeah, a big fan of? I'm a yeah. fan of him, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got all these young guys there. Take the pressure off them to be aces by bringing in somebody who you know everyone's going to look to and learn from. I think that's the biggest thing too, is bringing in somebody that everyone can learn from in that rotation. Uh, where do you think Bumgarner would, where would you like him to end up as I want him to stay in the national league personally, but where do you think he ends up? Well, I will say this. Uh, I don't think, and this is opinion. I don't think that he's anywhere West of Mississippi. Uh, I think that Bumgarner who does not do anything or show up anywhere in the off season or anywhere else, because he loves being home in North Carolina. And I think that Atlanta is the absolute target. Perfect spot. If they can work it out for him to go, he is close to home. I would guess Joe, that there'll be something in his contract. That's going to work some of that out too. I get to go home or I get to be around. Um, He's a big home guy. He's a big Southern guy. And so Atlanta fits the bill. I think the reds, being involved, being at least in proximity somewhat closer, it's definitely a possibility for Madison Bumgarner. I am not going to put him anywhere west of like St. Louis. I, I do not think he's going back out there again. That's my opinion. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, okay, so who was the uh, other one you put in there? there was, you said Wheeler. We've already talked about him. You talked about Bumgarner. I feel like there's a third guy you kind of mentioned there. Pitcher. Oh, no, it was Ozuna. That was the other guy you said he had a tender yeah, attack to him. Ozuna's very easy. Ozuna's very easy. Uh, Ozuna is, and this is one that I am more on top of, uh, right. Ozuna is going to end up with the team that offers the most money, and I know that people have made fun when I say that because that's usually the case with everybody, but that's true. But, like, picture the possibly worst-case scenario for Ozuna, but the money is there, Joe, and that is where Ozuna's going to end up. That's exactly where he's going to. So like you say to me, there's no way that Ozuna would go play for the, I don't know, give me a team Royals, right? But they offered him a hundred million. That's where he's going. There's no way he would go to Oakland. That's where he's going. So, so pick the team that loses out Joe on a lot of dudes. And that's, that's where Marcelo Zuna is going to go this year. It's not about a contender. It's not about filling an outfield spot. It is about looking at the hard dollars for Ozuna, and um, and that's the team for him. So uh, I think it could end up being a surprise. I think it could end up being some team like the White Sox, like the Rangers. Why wouldn't you take the money? I mean, 
Hey, you know, that's the thing. People are like, well, he wants to play for, doesn't want to play for a contender. You know what? I, you know, money's pretty good. You know, you're playing, uh, you're playing professional baseball and you're going to get overpaid to do it. I think we all agree. Marcelo Zuna is a nice player. He's not a transformative player. I don't think he's a player mm-hmm. you drop in the lineup and all of a sudden everybody goes, Oh my God, Marcelo Zuna. He's so good. It's going to change everything. You know, I mean, you're better off going and get paid. I mean, that's at the end of the day. That's well, Bryce nice. Harper took more money from Philly than he did in Washington. And that was the end of the story. Right. Andy Machado took more money. Oh, actually, I think the White Sox did. The White Sox were very comparable with the Padres when Machado took the contract. With they the were. They were. I think it was structured differently, if memory serves. Am I correct, Craig? They wanted to structure the deal differently. I, I, I don't remember exactly. And he, his agent didn't care for the structure, quote unquote, of the deal. But I, I predict Ozuna ends up in a wacky spot. Like, does that make sense? Like a it wacky? absolutely makes sense. Like you're going to go, what? Ozuna goes to Toronto. What do you mean? Come on. What's the point of that? You know what? The you point know is? what? It's funny. You just hit on one. And I've heard a lot of Blue Jays like all of a sudden. Blue I don't Jays know are why. What are they around. thinking? They're not close. I don't know. Well, I don't think that they're close, but I think what they're they're looking at is, hey, we've got Biggio. We've got Vlad Guerrero Jr. We've got some. Right. We got Bichette. We got a lot of these kids here who are pretty good. Let's give them some lineup protection. I think Ozuna fits Joe, that. They need pitching, man. Oh, oh they need. Oh, please, they need pitching in the worst way. They need eight but guys. They they need a whole team of pitching, right? That's the problem. Nothing. Who is their right. pitchers? I have no idea. Maybe they should go get David Price. <laughs> I mean, literally, they have a kid coming up in the minors is going to be a stud. But like, that's it. Like they like. I mean, they have and that's nothing. if he stays healthy. That's if he can get up there, and that'll be three no, they, years. From they now have they the least pitching of any team. In the American League, I don't know. The Giants are pretty close. Oh, in the American League, okay. <laughs> no, the, the Giant, the Giants, when their win total number comes out, I got to take a really close look at that one. Yeah, that, let that me is, go fifty-seven. No, their, their number will be close to seventy. I, there's no. Oh no way! The mm-hmm. Giants with that yep. roster. Yep. Oh well, it's yep. under. I no one goes below now. sixty, man. They don't. Vegas does not <laughs> set totals below that. Like only. Well, Baltimore whatever it is, then I'm going the under. I I, I cannot wait. For the prop bet baseball show with you, that is going to be. I'm going to be taking notes on that. That's my right. best. That's my best stuff. That's that's I, where I do and my I, best and I will on. have the the pad and the paper out. But I don't go. bet them all. I only pick one like that. I I'm going to bet them all. I'm going to bet everything. Craig Mish says. <laughs> I Minshew, am. go Minshew, run. Well, look, that was fun. That was more just a bit. No, I'm, I understand. You know me. I'm game for a bit. And we're not listening. Yeah, and and, and, if, and, and, and we week. got we got gun shy after Minshew. We could have got Lamar Jackson ten to one win the MVP. We're sitting right. right there on it. It was. We didn't do it. That's because we got gun shy. You're right. We wussed yeah. out. More baseball. All right, uh, real quick. Uh, let's do a minute here. Uh, Castellanos. I, I I think Miami's an option, but I just don't know that they're going to fully fit the bill there. The Cubs should really get him back. I don't know why they wouldn't. He was great for them. I don't even I know agree. why they're not. It's so stupid. I mean, he that's another they, they need outfield help, too. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like, you, you got to look at the teams right now. Who who needs outfield help? We know the Dodgers are overloaded with too many guys who play different positions already. Uh, who else to you signifies outfield need? You know, I understand the Marlins. There's lots of the, needs. The, there. Uh, the Indians. That's a good one. Yeah, the Indians are really need. I mean, I know they traded for Fran Mil Reyes, but like, do you think wow. Lindor gets dealt? I think he does. I think he gets dealt in July. I don't think he gets. You dealt think they're going to hold him? Try one more run with this pitching staff. Yeah, I they think have? they have to do that. That'll be the all-time sell-off, man. Because they're they're going to. That's a team. The Indians could sell off and be really good in a year. You know, if yeah, they, they do it right, redo it. If they keep they got Bieber, yeah, Bieber's they, still good. They yeah. got rid of. They got well. They got Clevenger and Bieber still. But if they already unloaded uh, Bauer well, last year. 
Right, but the other two guys are untradeable right now, so they'd have to see see it through. Who's untradeable? Kluber and Carrasco. You think Kluber's untradeable? Untradeable right now. Yeah. Why is that? Injury, serious, serious injury last year. Well, I'm just saying if he come, but he did pitch at the end of the year, did he not? Yeah, but they, you got to see him get through the spring. It's fair. In April. Well, let's let's yeah, say he not has a good, he never has a good April either. Right. He never has a good April to begin with. That's always a problem with him. Yeah, I, I think he's got a he's got a little bit of a prove it to. I mean, Clevenger, I think. If you would agree, oh, Clevenger and Bieber, I think, are the one and two, and Kluber, I, I think, I would is agree. now falling back to three, and then Carrasco, clearly, you know, no fault of his own with the serious illness, is is the four. If they can get Kluber and Carrasco to pitch well enough, but they don't win games, then they end up dealing the two of them in Lindor. My goodness, that what a haul prospects that would be. They could turn things over in a heartbeat there because they still got a lot of good young pitching. I mean, how many teams have two good young pitchers and can lose two more and still be good? They could, but they could also easily win the division because, look, you know, some the Twins kind of came out of nowhere last year, and so you you don't necessarily know that they're going to be the same team. You have no idea on that. So, all right, uh, we'll talk more baseball as we move on to next week. But coming up next, we're going to take a look at the DraftKings main slate for DFS. So don't go away. season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. And both of us are very excited to start talking some uh, baseball here on the show. And uh, even with my old show... And I want to be clear on this uh, on satellite radio. I do get accused sometimes of doing a lot of uh, Miami-based Marlin-centric type uh, type type stuff, and I always am very aware of that. So keep that in mind. I'm always very aware of not to go uh, too deep diving into that because I understand that. <laughs> well, they're not America's team, Craig. <laughs> it, it doesn't fit everybody's needs. But when there is news and there is relevant news, because I do cover the team, I like to give you guys this information first and foremost. And you may have seen the story on my Twitter feed earlier today. But uh, the Marlins announced uh, a couple of things today. And first and foremost, they're getting rid of the grass at Marlins Park and installing uh, new turf. So synthetic uh, fiber on the field. I don't know how that will affect things. And I haven't dove into this enough. I'm going to have to, Joe. But... I think the more significant part of this is they're moving in the fences, okay? So this is going to affect fantasy. It's going to affect reality. And let me give you the dimensions here now because this is the only ballpark uh, change in any park so far this year that I know of. I don't know if if you have heard of one, but I have not. No, I have not. Okay, (laughs) so 
Uh, four uh, straight center way. Uh, okay, the distance to straightaway center field is now 400 feet, and the distance to right center field is 387 feet, and so this is a reduction of 12 feet. So this is going to change significantly. It's the second time in the ballpark's history that the outfield walls have been adjusted, and that also happened in 2016. Derek Jeter's quoting is saying, as we enhance the playing surface at Marlins Park, we felt it was appropriate to take the opportunity to evaluate the outfield dimensions. We made the decision to adjust the distance of the outfield fence, which will now be more in line with the field's dimensions you see across of many of today's ballparks. Okay. So, Joe, once upon a time at Marlins Park, it was the Pitcher's Park of America, not the Team of America, <laughs> the Pitcher's Park of America. Never, never to be confused with the America's team in baseball now. So I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, how did we do this in fantasy? Like, well, this is, we- I'll tell you how you do it. This is an easy answer for me. The Marlins don't have enough relevant fantasy players yet. Villar, yes. Harold Ramirez, maybe. But what about the opponents? Do we look that's, at that's, that? That's the only thing. The, what this affects more than anything, I think, is the daily fantasy baseball world where once upon a time, we would look for lower run totals with the Marlins or at least lower perceived run totals in the sense that Marlins pitching hasn't been all that good. So even despite the fact, I mean, you could attest to this too, I'm sure seeing some of the games firsthand that some of those games got out of hand and it's not because of the ballpark, it's because of the pitching. So sometimes dimensions can be overrated because once you start getting better pitching, things change significantly. And I'll tell you what, also when you get better hitting, things change significantly. Ballparks that get kind of hung with this, moniker of oh well it's a pitcher's ballpark well that was target field how was that last year craig that was target field last year most home runs in baseball yeah ever so let's um let's let's step back and realize a lot of these numbers and and i know some of the nerds don't like this when i say it but a lot of these numbers sometimes are are lies because they don't take into impact enough the quality of the team, the quality of the lineup, or the quality of the rotation. Now, could this help some guys like VR and Harold Ramirez? I mean, I don't think anything could help Lewis Brinson personally. I mean, I just I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you I, can move on from that. Yeah. I don't get it. And we, we, we're many, not going to be talking about him at all. Bro, time. you know how many I have to bro you because, bro, you know how many arguments in the last couple of years I've got in with people about Lewis Brinson and why I don't care what, what people Let's move on like like on. no like the guy just no i don't care if he looks he's the class he's like darren bragg remember darren bragg the guy looked like a beast he looked like the, like a star and then he got on the field he couldn't Lewis hit Brinson's the ball a very very nice person i'm sure he's a so, lovely it's man. over it's over for him yeah it's over. but let me look into the rest of this team too this is the jt riddles of the world the garrett coopers of the world jt riddle got cut okay so what we're oh, right what he got we're, cut that's right yeah what we're right, needing right. what we're needing to identify alfaro there's your no, name. No, what we're need well a little bit, but we're yeah. really what we're, <laughs> what we're needing to identify with Miami's roster in fantasy this year. So we we don't have the answer yet, Joe. We're gonna have a free agent, a left-handed hitter that sign that signs with them to adjust that area of where a lefty would hit. I think that would be the key because they're not doing anything with left field. It looks like just center and right center. So when they do, if they do sign someone, I think that will help. The other part of this that I know is a reason why they're doing this, Joe, is to because they know they're they're 
a year or two away from attracting potential free agents. And who in the world wants to play in a park where you can't hit home runs, right? Like you want right. to, you, and so that is a, a reason it's for a this huge as well. deal. You're right. It's, it's part of the draw. You're absolutely right. It's the draw that gets, Hey, look, you know, it was not a cavernous ball. Now, not that it mattered when Stanton and Azuna were hitting home runs everywhere in that ballpark a couple of years ago. Didn't seem to bother anybody then. What those guys hit like 80 bombs between the two of them that year. Yeah, that, that's a very fair point as well. It wasn't like, I mean, I think this is window dressing. Does that make sense to a certain extent? It's like, hey, we're making adjustments. We're taking down the stupid fish thing. We're trying to be a different kind of organization where it's not about flash. It's yeah, they've been substance. doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's good. I think Jeter's, I think it's starting to reflect Jeter's personality, right? Where Jeter's kind of the no nonsense. Hey, are we a baseball team or are we a, a circus act? Are we a uh, are we a collection of guys that you bring in for one year as mercenaries and win a championship and then sell off the team, or are we a real life baseball organization that cares about the fan base and cares about the product and cares about the pipeline and all that other stuff? And I think Jeter's trying to do that, and I don't know if there's a better guy to do that with. From the pitching standpoint, I mean, it doesn't help anybody. I know you like Jordan Yamamoto. I, no, I, I know. Well, you, last year you said he's going to be good. He's going to be good. And he had a good little run there when he got called no, up. No, I, I never said that. Mm-mm. You said that on the thing with me. You're like, keep an eye on this guy. He's going to be good. He's going to be good. I saw him no. pitch. He's going to be good. No, no, not me. No. You think it's someone else? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Who the hell else would tell me about Jordan I, Yamamoto but I, Mr. Marlin? No, Zach Gallen, I would have told you, not him. No, you told me about Yamamoto. And that's why I was like, really? No. I actually picked him up in the league, and he was actually okay for a month. <laughs> yeah, no, that wouldn't have been me. I'm, I'm right. 100% certain. That well, here's the me. thing. They got a long way to go, but you're right. It's window dressing. It's it's remaking the identity of the team, and I'm with you. I don't think the Marlins are done. I think they will continue to take advantage of the DFA market and continue to add more guys like VR and maybe trade for another couple guys. Like You're going to see... I don't want to say this guy particularly, but the Mitch Moreland's of the world, like these everyday ball players who have been on different teams over the years. Yeah, I think uh, think the name. Yeah, I think I mean, I don't know that this is not providing any information, but I know that they are searching for a left handed bat. Like I could see Corey Dickerson as their left fielder next year. Like that would be that's a perfect guy. But that's the kind of guy I think if you're the Marlins, you want to bring in guys like that. Like those are the kind of dudes that make sense. Where you're like, you know what? One year, seven million. Give me twenty five. And if he gets off to a huge start, you flip him. Yeah, Yeah. you trade him. Yeah, that's. But that's the cycle of Major League Baseball. And you know what? If you do it properly with the right guys and the right contracts and the right scenarios, and you put him in a position to succeed by bringing in the fences in certain spots, well, hey, boom, there you go. That's how you start to remake an organization. You know, the Marlins have a better you know, pipeline than they did two years ago. I think everyone would agree with that, but it's still got a long way to go. I think everyone will also agree with that. There's still a ways to go here. And if you're going to do it, do it with position players, do it the way the Cubs did, do it the way the Astros did, and then go buy pitching. Don't do it with pitching. The, I mean, my God, please, for the love of God, don't do it with pitching, do it with position players. That, that's how you build a winning franchise for an extended period of time. Guys who play 150 games, not 30. That's how you do it. Yeah, and I think that we'll see. Uh, that's, you know, it, it's always interesting because there's also those like jet streams and, and wind streams. And I know sure. that they had that in Texas for a number of years. 
And then they built a restaurant, apparently, in Centerfield, and that changed things. And then, of course, we had the steroid era. Like, so many factors go into this that it's really hard to gauge what could end up being. I, I still think that Miami will end up being a pitcher's park because they actually have some decent pitching, too. But it definitely helps things. You want to you want to attract free agents, and what free agents want to go to a place where they know that they absolutely have to crush it to to hit a home run, and that's uh, that's definitely part of the conversation. So, uh, on tomorrow's show, what we'll do is we'll we'll dive into the DraftKings main slate because I think Joe, we're unfortunately running short on time. On today, there's never show. enough time with to spend with you, Craig. I just tell you, never enough we're, time. We're a little short on time with that. So let's do this. <laughs> we'll take a quick timeout. And what I will do is uh, we'll come back. We'll have a little quick note here on our two minute drill. And then we'll send it over to full time fantasy coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, just want to give you guys a, a reminder for next week. I will be in San Diego covering the Major League Baseball winter meetings for us, for uh, our network. Uh, I'll also be having podcasts out there as well covering the Miami Marlins. So make sure that you guys stay tuned and stay involved here with our show because as the fantasy football season winds down, we're going to start covering more baseball here on the show. And the reason for that, just for you guys know, is not because I like baseball better or football. I understand what drives buses on fantasy networks and in gambling. It's just because we are, and I am of the belief, that as we get closer to the end of the the, uh, fantasy football playoffs, less people are playing. And so two things that we'll tackle a lot more, as Joe gave you in the first hour of the show, the fan duel and ways that you can build the DFS lineup. And the second will be baseball and getting a little bit of a head start on that. Now, for those of you who play in best ball, certainly this will help you. I am not an advocate at all of drafting in any fantasy league early. But given the fact that we do have some insight and at times some inside information, we'll try to provide you that as well. That will help you win your fantasy baseball leagues as we get closer, I would say, to uh, 2020. Um, another focus that we'll have here on the show, just from a programming standpoint, is a lot of discussion on the college football bowl season, which is coming up as well. Love that. And when the bowls are all announced starting next week, we'll start diving that into that a little bit more. We'll look at some matchups. Uh, there's a couple bowl pools that I'll be participating in, and we'll uh, hopefully throw Joe in there, see if we can get some picks on that as well. Uh, so a lot to come here as we wrap up 2019 and plenty more for us to discuss right here on Fantasy Sports Today. All right, uh, quick timeout. We'll come back. We've got two-minute drill. Don't go away. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. 
And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we end the show, we do it with a two-minute drill. The two-minute warning. Two minutes, get your sh- together. Is that going to be enough time? All right, as we wrap up the show today, a little ode to the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, and you know who that is. That is, of course, Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, who uh, I thought for the last decade did a heck of a job coaching the Panthers. They didn't always have the most talent, but they always found themselves being competitive. And I will say this and agree with my co-host Joe Pizapia. There will be an opportunity for Ron Rivera to be a head coach next year. I wonder if he sits out a year and if I wonder if he takes the time to, you know, kind of recharge the batteries. Remember, this guy also played in the NFL for a long period of time as well. Uh, Also was very helpful to our running backs in fantasy football. So those of you who were paying attention to Rivera's next destination, wherever that is, draft his running backs because those guys will certainly get a lot of volume. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to our producer, Sean Guastamacchia. For my co-host, Joe Pizapia, I am Craig Mish. Full-time fantasy is coming up next with Dr. Roto. Tomorrow, we'll be back for Thursday Night Football. And of course, is the wrong team favored in the NFL? That and a lot more. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow at noon. See ya.